1: And now, Thriller Thursdays on the Mutual Audio Network.
2: The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. This program is a Duas collaboration with Purple Radio. Content warnings may be found in the episode description. Presents The Three Musketeers Episode 20 of Fates and Fates This episode is dedicated to Ken and Corinne Figueroa.
0: I'd forgotten how much I hate balls. Ugh, a logistical nightmare. Right, your patrol, take the ground floor, sweep the kitchens. I don't care whether or not they are about to serve the soup, everything must be secure before their majesty's arrival. Your patrol, take the upper balconies, I will join you. And now your company, make the rounds around the instruments. But avoid the string section, would you? The violinists can be... What did
3: I tell you about bumping into the music stand? I specifically requested four feet of space!
0: Only given twelve days' notice? Twelve days and only half the company to work with? You up there, archers! Can you see if any major guests have arrived yet? Negative, Lieutenant.
4: Wait. I think I see a carriage from the window. Ah, it is the Madame la Première Presidente. Not
5: the king or queen. Um, I think I know if it were their majesties. Oh, where are
0: they? It's almost eleven. Sacred bleu! Look what you've done to my violin! Look at it! Wait! Lieutenant! I see them! The carriage! The door! It's opening and there's the king, but... Bo- but what? Speak, damn you! But the queen is not with him. Just the king? <laughs> uh, I think I know if it were both... Their Majesties. Oh, all right. You, you, and you, go inform Duhalier's troops that only half of their expected number should come to keep an eye on the king and tell the others to remain in their positions until the queen's arrival. At least the Red Duke hasn't arrived yet. Ugh. Actually, Lieutenant... Oh, come on. There's never a break, is there?
6: Warm Cardinal Richelieu to come up to my dressing chambers when he arrives.
2: Right away, Your Majesty. <sighs>
6: oh, Anne, how do we ever let ourselves be talked into this marriage?
1: You wish to see me, Your Majesty?
6: R- Richelieu, <clears throat> how in the devil are you already here? I'm fully dressed!
1: As a Spanish cavalier, yes. I thought that perhaps my costume might endear me to the Queen. We
6: left the Louvre at the same time.
1: Your Majesty, I do not have an expansive wardrobe from which to choose an outfit, so my preparations for the ball were brief. But what of Her Majesty? Has she already gone into her dressing rooms?
6: She is not here. She did not wish to come with me in the carriage.
1: Your Majesty, perhaps she wished to surprise you with something special. A new dress, perhaps, or those diamond studs?
6: Cardinal, I cannot understand how you can believe that the Queen could ever be anything more than disgusted toward me.
1: Your Majesty.
6: I hate stewing up here in our misery. Let us go downstairs. The bodyguards tonight, they're all...
1: Quite sufficient, Your Majesty. Half are from the company of Monsieur Duhallier, and half from the
6: Oh. Excellent companies both of them.
1: Excellent. Your Majesty, I was hoping to discuss with you our plans for foreign policy of the next few months.
6: Richelieu, we are at a party. A fate. Have some of my biscuit. No, thank you. Your loss.
1: Your Majesty, all our reports from Navarre, from London, from La Rochelle indicate danger. France cannot afford a civil war.
6: It shall not come to war. My father was fond of the Huguenots and will not have his last wishes meddled with. Your
1: Majesty, with the Spanish and the Empire closing in from both sides, a Huguenot faction within the French nation... Oh,
6: Colonel, can we not talk of affairs of state at this time? It's a whole day of it not enough. Forgive me, Your Majesty. (sighs) Seeing you so hard at work makes me feel guilty. Here. One glass for you, one glass for me. Oh, come now, don't make that face. Relax. How are you enjoying the festivities?
1: One of the finest balls to be thrown since the one at Amiens.
6: Oh, God, Cardinal, please don't go bringing that up.
1: My apologies, Your Majesty. I shall refrain in the future. I... Particularly enjoy the music this evening. It is of your own composition, is it not?
6: Oh just a few bars here and there. Hope to adopt into a full ballet one day, but
0: <sighs>
1: you underestimate yourself, your majesty.
0: The Queen The Queen has arrived. Coming everyone in position for the Queen's arrival. Ah <gasps> your Eminence <laughs> Pardon me. Carry on. Forgive me, your eminence.
1: Go. Who was that? Merely a lieutenant in the company of de The
6: woman? She's the lieutenant. Thought they would have heard, you know.
1: You are right, my king. She is dedicated enough for a captaincy.
6: No, cardinal, that, that, that is not what I... Ah, here is the queen. But, but, those diamond studs are not there.
1: (laughs) Her Majesty is not wearing the diamond
6: studs. No, she is not! After I begged begged her to!
1: Perhaps they were simply lost, lying under some wardrobe, or amongst Her Majesty's other jewels.
6: No, no, that cannot be. I saw the casket in which they were kept only a few weeks ago, around the time when...
1: Your Majesty?
6: What... Buckingham was in Paris!
4: Good evening, husband. Pardon me, your eminence. There is something amusing. You wear a nearly diabolical smile.
6: <laughs> Why, madam, have you thought not proper to wear your diamond studs when you know you give me so much gratification?
4: Sire, because in the midst of such a crowd as this, I feared some accident might happen to them.
6: A- and you were wrong, madam. If I made you that present, it was that you might adorn yourself therewith. I tell you that you were wrong.
4: Sire, I can consent for them to the Louvre, where they are, and thus your majesty's wishes will be complied with.
6: Do so, madam. Do so, and that at once. For within an hour, the ballet will commence.
4: Yes, of course. I shall retire to my chambers, to... to rest.
0: Now that everything is running smoothly, I can finally relax. Huh. I never noticed the lights till now. Funny how, when you're off duty, what you once thought was a fire hazard seems just like a string of pretty paper lanterns. The music isn't even half bad. At least, it keeps the violinists from making a scene. <laughs> oh my god, have <laughs> mercy. No. Huh. Is that... Excuse me, madame. Madame... Mm-hmm. Pardon me, but I believe we've met. You are Madame Constance. My apologies, but I have forgotten your last name. B- 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 Bonacieux. And you are the Lieutenant Bonacieux? Yes. Permit me to ask, Madame Bonacieux, but you seem... Mm-hmm. Upset? I am. I've am, held it together, hoping that ye, but perhaps you would know. Know what? What has happened to Monsieur D'Artagnan? Uh, the last I heard, he was accompanying his friends to Normandy, to a spa. Why? Have you had news of him?
7: None at all, Madame. And as he said to me that he'd be back several
5: days ago, I'm terribly worried.
0: Listen. Monsieur d'Artagnan is a fine young man who means well, but sometimes soldiers find it difficult to keep our word. And your relationship may be going through a rough time right now, but- What?
7: A relationship? Francoise? This is nothing to do with our relationship.
0: Our relationship
7: doesn't even exist!
0: But then- I
7: cannot tell
0: you. It is a secret.
7: But D'Artagnan was supposed to be back by now with the means of our salvation.
0: He was our last hope. Our salvation?
5: <laughs>
0: the Queen's messenger is returning!
5: <sighs> All is lost. Cardinal Luciano is won.
1: Your Majesty, a word if I may.
6: Always dear Cardinal. <laughs> you there, another glass. What's that box you have there? A gift for me. I am afraid not.
1: Here, Your Majesty. Examine its contents.
6: <gasps> what does this mean? Richelieu, answer me. Why are the two diamond studs in this box glittering up at me like snake eyes? What does this mean?
1: Nothing. Only, if the Queen has the studs, which I very much doubt, count them, Sire. And if you find only ten, Ask Her Majesty, who can have stolen from her the two studs that are here?
6: Stolen? Richelieu, how can you believe that they were stolen? No, she gave them to him.
4: Now presenting Anne of Austria, Queen Consort of France.
6: Ah, finally. took her a mortal age to get dressed. Ugh. My god. She is... without doubt...
1: The most beautiful woman in France.
6: Pardieu. Her costume shimmers with silver velvet, thumbs and fur. She is wearing something that glitters on her shoulder, although whether they may be diamond clasps or diamond studs, cannot tell!
1: How about you dance with her and see?
6: <clears throat> mm-hmm. Right, right. Uh, right. My queen. My king. May I have this dance?
4: Certainly, dearest.
6: Dearest. Diamonds glitter on her shoulder, but each time we pass by, I see the glimmer in her eye of someone jeering at me. You call me dearest. May have tricked Richelieu, but I know that in your heart you have never wanted me. Anne, you are my dearest, but I know I shall never be yours. Dearest Anne, our fingers brush as we spin around each other. And I can spare no time to look down, to count, and see whether you love me or your Lord Duke Buckingham.
4: Thank you for the dance.
6: Shall I thank you, madam, for the deference you have shown to my wishes with regards to your jewellery. But I think you want two of your diamond studs. And I can bring them back to you.
4: How, sire? You are giving me, then, two more. I shall have fourteen. What? Twelve and two makes fourteen. All these are practically indistinguishable from the originals. Oh, darling husband, thank you. You shouldn't have.
6: No. I mean, let me see your petticoat. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. But then, where are these two? Richelieu! Richelieu!
1: Your Majesty.
6: What does this mean, Monsieur Cardinal? The Queen has twelve studs. Fourteen now,
4: which I adore and shall treasure for all my days. Look, Cardinal, aren't they just lovely?
1: Ah, this means, uh, sire, that I was desirous of presenting her majesty with these two studs and that not daring to offer them myself for fear of her refusal i i adopted this means of inducing her to accept them
4: ah but if they're a gift from you then i want them
1: not your majesty it is anyone's right to refuse gifts offered them
6: but madam You were ecstatic to receive these when you thought they came merely for me. They call me Louis the Just, and I can say that your conduct in this matter is anything but just.
1: Please, my king, the last thing I wish to do is embarrass the queen. If you do not want these gifts, madam, then-
6: Nonsense! Anne, Anne, please don't make a scene. There are two more diamond studs. What is the matter from whence they came? As long as they are beautiful.
1: Your Majesty, there
6: is no need. No, I insist. Anne?
4: (sighs) I suppose that I am rather grateful to your eminence, for I am certain that these two studs alone have cost you as much as all the others cost his majesty.
1: You are as perceptive as always, my queen.
4: Now, Louis, shall we have another dance?
6: Why, certainly.
1: I am beaten Again. Hmm.
0: D'Artagnan, is that you? What in the devil are you doing here?
3: Attending the ball, or watching it from the balcony. Is Constance at the fete? At the f-
0: Of course she's at the fete. She was devastated earlier when you did not arrive. I have not seen her since.
3: I'm here now. I came straight from the Louvre after...
0: Listen, D'Artagnan. Now, I don't know what there is between the two of you, but by God, D'Artagnan, if you ever upset her again like I saw tonight, if you ever force me to watch her suffer... I love her. You had better.
3: I see her out of the corner of my eye. Every time I climb the stairs, I think she's standing at a balustrade with her back turned, the chandeliers painting her hands like sunset on the railings. I want to walk up to her softly, like this, and say, Madame, please forgive me for keeping you waiting. But it's never her.
0: Pretty prose. (laughs) You've been spending too much time around Aramis. Huh? Why did you just... wince?
3: Oh, I, uh, spent the day in the saddle.
0: Well. Are Athos, Porthos, and Aramis back from the spa as well? No,
3: um... They're, uh... I left them there.
0: (laughs) Lucky them. If they were here, they would have had to deal with this frivolous mess of a ball. Lieutenant, I need assistance. Pshed.
3: Go. Don't worry, I'll find her on my own.
0: Thanks, D'Artagnan. Good to have you back.
3: Athos. Porthos. Aramis. We did it. We did it, and I don't know if it was worth... Oh, but I've almost given up hope that you might be alive somewhere. Oh, by God, has it hurt to hope. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> you. Shh. It's a beautiful mask you're wearing, Constance. You want me to follow you? Alright. Alright. You want me to get in the closet? All right. Yes, yes, I shall be silent. Constance. (laughs) I'd forgotten how to laugh. I would follow you to the ends of the earth and not ask a single question, such as, why am I here, hiding in a closet, amongst all these dresses and shirts?
4: Your majesty is in the most peculiar mood this evening. That was perhaps the finest ball I've ever attended. My, my, was it? What about it has your majesty in such high spirits, if I may ask? Oh, it must simply be the spectacle of twenty violins, a glorious ballet and all those dazzling lights. Your majesty. I have all your affairs, majesty. Is there anything else? Shall we escort you to your carriage? One moment, allow me to fetch my overcloak. I left it in the closet.
3: (gasps) The queen's hand. I reach out to... Thank you, Your Majesty. What's this she's left in my hands?
4: Now then, are we set to depart? Yes, Your Majesty.
3: It's hard and cold, and though I cannot see it, I think it's some kind of ring. <sighs> you at last. Shh!
7: Silence! Silence until we return to the fete proper.
3: All right, Constance. All right.
7: Right. I shall leave you here. Thank you for everything.
3: That look in your eyes means more to me than this ring.
7: Ring? D'Artagnan did...
3: Yes, she... uh...
7: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my... You must secret it away in your pocket before somebody... If somebody
3: sees. They'll know I'm under the protection of their majesties. Besides, my mother says the only way not to lose a ring is to keep it on your finger. And a ring from the queen.
7: <sighs> be careful, won't you? Things in this world rarely go so well.
3: I will be careful. I will.
7: Good night, D'Artagnan. I suppose we shall cross paths on the stairs up to our apartments.
3: Wait, please, Constance. Yes. I'm sorry I kept you waiting.
7: I'm sorry I doubted you. I love this song.
3: We could dance. If you have time, that is. I know you're often busy saving the Queen.
7: (laughs) You're serious. Perfectly. Then... Then let's. You go first. Constance, stay calm. Don't get distracted by his warm eyes, or his cute
3: nose, or his perfect
7: lips, or his perfect hair. Constance! Coming! Ah, your dancing is much better.
3: I've been practicing a lot. I knew there'd be a ball someday.
7: Ah, this is a fine one to be your first. I don't think there's another like it since Amiens.
3: Amiens, someday you'll have to tell me about this ball that everyone keeps mentioning.
7: I wasn't in Her Majesty's service then, so I wouldn't know.
3: Constance, can I ask you something?
7: Ah, the song hasn't even finished and you're ready to start to sound serious.
3: What do you want, Constance? I'm sorry. What do you want?
7: I heard what you said, I just. I want to serve the Crown as well as I can.
3: No, but what do you want? Constance?
7: You think it's silly. I won't laugh. I want to write like Christian de Pianz or Marie de France.
3: Books, you mean?
7: Yes, well it'll be a long time because to write well you must read well, and well my Latin is only passable, and I'd have to teach myself everything from books. I right, to- you
3: hope you'll let me read them someday.
7: Oh well <clears throat> all right, I suppose.
1: Lieutenant
0: Oh, yes, Monseigneur. Pardon, I did not see you. The upper balconies are quite dark.
1: (laughs) Come here. That young man down there.
0: The one dancing with the young lady in the black mask?
1: Yes. The one wearing the ring which glitters like royalty. It appears I have remarked him before. He is in your father's company, is he not?
0: Yes, Monseigneur, that may be so.
1: What is his name?
0: Ah, he is...
1: It would not be in your best interest to lie to me, Lieutenant Dessessar.
0: His name is D'Artagnan.
1: Hmm, D'Artagnan...
7: It was a wonderful dance. Thank you. Now, I really must. (laughs) My good, D'Artagnan, are you?
3: A a little, yes. I've lost and gained so much over the last few weeks, so I can't tell if they're from happiness or sadness. (laughs) I think I'm happy.
7: Courage, D'Artagnan. Go home and rest.
3: But when and where shall I see you again?
7: A note which you will find at home will tell you. No, be gone, be gone.
3: Planchet, it is I.
5: <sighs> Come in, Monsieur d'Artagnan. Hmm... I've waited by this door all night. I was beginning to worry whether or not you've been violently assailed.
3: Thank you, Planchet. Tell me, has anyone brought a letter for me?
5: No one has brought a letter, monsieur, but one has come of itself. In a most sinister way, I am sure.
3: Letters don't come by themselves, blockhead. What do you mean?
5: I mean to say that when I came in, although I had the key of your apartment in my pocket and that that key had never quit me, I found a letter on the green table cover in your bedroom.
3: You did? Well, where is it now?
5: I left it where I found it, monsieur. It is not natural for letters to enter people's houses in this manner. Not even the window was ajar. When I thought about all the worrying ways it could have gotten in there, I grew too nervous to open it and... oh. Oh, he's gone. And he's opened it.
3: Planchet, this letter, it, it must be from Constance.
7: Monsieur d'Artagnan, there are many thanks to be offered to you and to be transmitted to you. Be tomorrow evening about ten o'clock at St. Cloud, in front of the pavilion which stands at the corner of the house of Monsieur de Destre. C.B.
3: So this is what it's like to be invited to a, to a rendezvous? My heart is swelled by the intoxication of joy. It is ready to dissolve away at the very gate of that terrestrial paradise.
5: Monsieur, is it bad news? You've gone a very funny colour.
3: Quite the opposite, Blanchet. It's the best of news. And here is a crown to toast my good fortunes.
5: Uh, oh, well, I am obliged to Monsieur for the crown he has given me, but... Perhaps I could profit from Monsieur's happiness by being allowed to sleep?
3: Why, of course, you go. Ah, Planchet, you were right to be confused. This letter did not glow through any window, it has fallen from heaven. Oh, hasn't it, my dear lackey? Would you not attest that it was so?
5: <laughs> For a crown, Monsieur, I would attest that the angels themselves had tattooed it on my rear. <sighs> now, it is three o'clock in the morning, Monsieur, and I bid you. <gasps> Good night.
3: Good night, Planche. Rest long and well. Perhaps my mind will grant me sweet dreams of the three musketeers, we, the inseparables. Perhaps you really are alive out there. Tomorrow is a new day and Constance can still teach me to hope again. Time to put out the light.
2: Episode 20 of The Three Musketeers. Today's episode features Izzy Doltry as Francois, Matt Redmond as the violinist, Megan Ratcliffe as Archer, Ryan Mullen as King Louis, Alexandra Hart as Officer, Jacob Frieda as Richelieu, Hannah Burnett as Queen Anne, Olivia Adelie as Constance, Emily Tarbuck as Harold, Alex Kmeish as D'Artagnan. Artemis Lamb as Lady-in-Waiting 1, Anna Truesdell as Lady-in-Waiting 2, Jay Figueredo as Planchet. The Three Musketeers was jointly directed by Nicole Balta Lauren Brewer, Sanya Saraf, Daniel Mahalla. Music created by Oli Fab. Main theme by Oli Fab and Kat Vitalis. Editing by Ford Hodge. Our Foley artists were Natalia Stone, Jay Figueredo. This show is based off Alexandre Dumas' The Three Musketeers. Scripts were written by Jay Figueredo, Matthew McConkey, Ilten Saman, Sam Turnbull. The producer team was Sophie Tice, Victoria Lee Baruffolo, Jay Figueredo and Thomas Tomlinson. For a full list of cast and crew, see our website. I'm Alexandra Hart. Want to support the show? Come join our Patreon page at patreon.com duads, that's D-U-A-D-S. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This concludes Season 1 of Duads, The Three Musketeers.
0: Thank you for listening to
3: Thursday Thrillers right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic live and theatrical audio plays, Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama, Wednesday Wonders, our science fiction and fantasy magazine, Friday Follies, our end-of-the-week comedy series, Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike, and Sunday Showcase bringing you the very newest in audio releases from our United Artists of Audio right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.